What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Carissa Achardo on today's episode. I am so excited to get to know a little bit more about her and her story. Carissa, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you'd like. Okay, awesome. Thanks so much, Shelly. Um, so like Shelly said, my name's Carissa. I am 30 years old. I live with my husband, Steve, in Providence, Rhode Island. And this August, we are actually going to be celebrating our five-year wedding anniversary. Um, We knew we always wanted to have a family. I think initially we thought after our one-year wedding anniversary, we'd start trying. But married life was fun, is fun. Um, We were traveling a lot and time just kind of escaped us. Um, And here we are five years later. So last April, we went to Ireland. We planned this trip and we kind of decided this will be our last big trip. And then once we get home, I'll go off birth control and then we'll just kind of see what happens and take it from there. Uh, So our pregnancy story began last October. So October, 2019, I was late for my period. It wasn't really a surprise because unfortunately my grandfather had just passed away. Um, It had been a very emotional and stressful month. So I didn't really think anything of it, but I was a few days late and we were heading up to Maine for his services and the funeral. And I knew that I would be there with family and there would be some drinking. So I just figured let me just take a test so I can know if I can drink or not that weekend. Um, I took the test. It was positive. I was very surprised. It was such a welcome surprise. And now like I think about it and that excitement that I felt that day after seeing the positive pregnancy test is truly what keeps me looking forward to hopefully getting pregnant again someday, hopefully someday soon. Um, I was excited and Steve was at work, my husband. So I had to find a quick way to like whip something up to tell him before we hit the road to go to Maine. Um, I threw something together, showed him the test. He was clearly shocked and surprised and it was our little secret in a sense. And it was something that knowing we were going up to my grandfather's funeral, something so sad that we had something to look forward to. We were going to have um, our baby. We were going to have a, my parents were going to have a grandbaby and my grandmother was going to have a great grandchild. So that was just so exciting for us to think about for the future. Um, The ride up to Maine, we pretty much planned the next 18 years of our lives with our family, with our child. We were so excited. Um, and on our ride up, we also called my OBGYN. My husband 
has been in the women's health industry for a little bit. Um, so he has a lot of great relationships and my OBGYN, uh, Julie, she's actually a nurse midwife. She's a very close friend of ours. She's pretty much family. Um, we called her on the way up, told her the good news. She told us our due date was the 4th of July. So she told us there's no reason to come in at six weeks because all we're going to do is just confirm the pregnancy. Like, why don't you schedule a little further out? So we scheduled for eight and a half weeks out or eight and a half weeks uh, for the pregnancy, which landed us for Monday of Thanksgiving week. So between telling her and the appointment, we were just enjoying life, enjoying this excitement, um, planning how we were going to tell our parents and our siblings. And I felt fine. I mean, I was absolutely exhausted, couldn't sleep and I was bloated, but like no morning sickness. I was still able to go to the gym, uh, work my normal hours. Everything was great until it wasn't. So, um, the day of the appointment, Monday, the week of Thanksgiving, it was a lunchtime appointment. So Steve and I both went to our jobs and we were figuring like, we'll just meet at the doctor's office and then we'll go back to work afterwards. So we met at the office. We went upstairs to the doctor's office to confirm the pregnancy. Um, I did the P test and then we went downstairs for the ultrasound. Um, Julie had told us like, I'll meet you guys downstairs after the ultrasound. Like, I can't wait to see you guys. Um, so we were expecting to see her. We went downstairs for the ultrasound and we were waiting and I was hearing some discussion going on between two of the techs. Um, the tech that was going to come in or bring us into the exam room, she was a little newer was the sense that I was getting. And there was a more experienced tech who was going out on lunch. And she was like, hey, listen, if there's anything, just give me a call. I'll just be at lunch. So I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, she's just new. And they had mentioned during this ultrasound that it's still a little early. We might not be able to hear a heartbeat. So in a sense, like my expectations were very low. Um, they did the vaginal ultrasound. Steve was able to come in the room with me. I couldn't see the screen, but I kept looking over at Steve to give me an idea. Like, is he seeing anything on the screen? Like get a sense. He couldn't see anything. Um, I don't really know if he knew what he was looking for. I don't know if I knew what I would be looking for, but the tech said she was having a tough time getting the images that she wanted. And she was just going to go get another tech. And I think that was the first time that I was like, huh, is something wrong? But I didn't really look too far into it because I'm like, maybe she's just new. Maybe, I don't know, the tools are different or the machine. Um, so the other tech came in. She was in and out. She got the images she was looking for. She told me, like, I'm going to go have the doctor take a look at them and go get changed and we'll be right back. So a couple of minutes later, Julie was the one that actually came in to deliver the news to us. And she was very emotional. She just shook her head and she told us there's no heartbeat. 
not a viable pregnancy and that we had lost the baby at around six and a half weeks, which looking back makes me so thankful that we didn't go in at six weeks because I cannot imagine being told the good news, like you're pregnant and then coming in a few weeks later and hearing, you know, like the worst news ever that you are no longer pregnant. Um, after she told us, I swear I just like blacked out about the news. Um, and then it's almost like I went like a flip switch and I went into survival mode and I just wanted to know what are the next steps? Like, what do we do now? And she gave us the three options and I knew without even consulting Steve, what I wanted to do. Um, it's not like his opinion didn't matter but it's what I knew I wanted. So I decided to go with a DNC and I consider myself lucky that I had the option to choose. And Shelly, after listening to other women's experiences on the podcast, I know personally, I don't think I would have been able to handle um, passing it naturally, going that route. Um, I honestly don't think I'm strong enough for that. So more power to the women that have had to do it. Um, I know it's not something no one ever wants to do, but DNC is what I chose and I'm very happy with my decision. Um, after we decided on the DNC, we then had to go upstairs, sign some forms and schedule the procedure. Um, going upstairs was so tough because we had just been in this office and the staff knows Steve and myself, they have become, we've become friends with them. And like a half hour earlier, they were just congratulating us and so excited. Like we saw you were on the schedule, like congratulations. And now we're coming up with like horrible news and it changed to, I'm so sorry. Um, so that was really, that was tough for me but I know that was very tough for Steve because he saw these people on a weekly basis and he was close and I had become close with a lot of them. So I was very fortunate that they were able to fit me in for the procedure the next morning, especially with the holiday. Um, and my thought process was great. It will allow me to start the grieving process as soon as possible. Um, we had to go next door to the hospital to get some blood work done. Uh, and the hospital was going to expedite it because we were having the procedure done the next morning. Uh, they had to find out what blood type I was. I am O negative, so I did need to get the Rogam shot, um, which was something I didn't, I didn't even know about. I mean, I was just hit with this news. There's no manual for a miscarriage. You're just literally, you're kind of, fly like building the plane as you fly it you know um so we went next door to the hospital and i had to get the blood work and the poor lab tech she was just doing her normal intake questionnaire and she innocently just asked like if i had been pregnant within the last six months and that was a gut punch it was way too soon and i just broke down and steve told her like we just found out we had a miscarriage and she was just, she was so sorry. And I felt bad for her, but I mean, it's also my situation and I'm trying to figure out what's going on 
or what happened within the last hour. Um, so we went back to one of our cars to collect our thoughts. It was the first time that it was kind of just the two of us. We were, I was crying. I didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. We were just like, what's the next step? What do we do now? Um, we made some phone calls. I called my manager and I had to tell her that I needed to take the next day off. I am so grateful that she was supportive and understanding. And she told me to take as much time off as I needed. And I was like, no, 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 I'll be good. I'll be back Monday. Like after Thanksgiving break, I will be back. And I was back Monday. Looking back, I probably should have taken more time, but you don't know what you don't know. Um, after I called my manager, Steve reached out to one of his close friends who is another OBGYN and he wanted to fill him in on our situation and get his professional opinion. And I was very happy that Steve felt comfortable already kind of reaching out to find support and talk to people about it. Um, that made me feel good. Not that I don't have to worry about Steve, but okay, at least he's talking to someone and he's broken the news to someone about it. Um, so his friend said that he thought we made the right decision for our situation. He said if it was his daughter, he would have also recommended a DNC. Um, and at this point, had I chose the option to try and pass it naturally, that it would be waiting, it would be like waiting for a bomb to go off. And with the holiday and my family coming over, um, I wouldn't know when it's going to happen and it was going to be tough mentally. Um, I had a work appointment that afternoon, so I did have to go back to work after finding out this news. I was a wreck, I felt empty. Um, I, you just, you're trying to process all these emotions and you just don't know what to do. Um, I decided that we need to go out to dinner that night. I don't know why, but I think I was in such denial. I'm trying to stick to some sort of normalcy, um, trying to distract myself and just know I'm going to make it through the night. So then I can wake up in the morning, go get the procedure done and then go on to the next steps. Um, but that night I did decide to call my parents and let them know what was going on. We were hosting Thanksgiving. Um, so all the family, our parents and siblings were getting together in a couple of days. Um, and that's when we were planning on telling them about the pregnancy, but we had to give our family a little bit of a heads up. We didn't think it was right to kind of fill them in as they were all together. So I called, Steve and I called my parents and it was one of the hardest things I think I have ever done. It was like telling them the news they have been wanting to hear for so long that you're going to be grandparents, putting them on cloud nine and then breaking their heart all within one sentence. And it was so hard for me to do because you don't want your parents to feel pain, let alone it's pain that you caused in a sense. Um, but of course they said they were so sorry. They were like, do you want us to jump in the car? We'll drive right back. Like we'll drive down to Rhode Island. 
to be with you, um, to help you guys get through this. But Steve and I knew that it was something we needed to do together. And they were coming down in a couple days anyways, uh, for Thanksgiving. So we figured like, you just hold off, you come down as you were planning on and we'll deal with it. Um, so we went to dinner that night and then I just woke up the next morning to go to the procedure and it was so emotional. You just know you're going in, you have a baby developing inside of you well no longer developing inside of you and you're leaving that hospital empty with nothing um i think it's important too to note that when you go in and you fill out the paperwork it says missed abortion and that was a huge shock because it's obviously not what that what that is um so that was tough that was a tough pill to swallow another thing is for me Everyone that came into my room while I was waiting to go in for the procedure, they ask you your name, your birthday, and the reason why you're there. And it's almost like I became desensitized to what's going on. I remember being like, hi, good morning, how are you? I'm Carissa, this is my birthday. And yep, we're doing a DNC today. Okay, thank you. Like, I don't know where my brain was, honestly. Like another, somewhere else. But I think I was just acting tough so I didn't feel the emotions of it. And I just wanted to get through it. Um, right before I, they rolled me in, the surgeon came in and what he said will stick with me forever. And I found it personally to be so true. He said, like, in a couple of days, you'll physically be fine but it's going to take a lot longer mentally to recover. Um, he said he also wanted me to understand that nothing I did caused this. And unfortunately, it is so common, but what is encouraging is that I got pregnant naturally. Um, all in all, the experience, the bedside manner was amazing for everyone um and for such a traumatic event that no one ever wants to go through i'm fortunate that i had a great experience um because i know that's not always the case when i was done the procedure and i was in recovery i felt fine um steve and i drove home we just relaxed the rest of the day we did have his mother come over so we could fill her in on the news. Um, Steve knew that he would be too emotional to share the news with his dad. So we told his mother and then asked his mother to tell his father. And then we also had his brother swing by so we could fill him in as well. Like I said, we, we didn't wanna catch people off guard when they came over for Thanksgiving. And we wanted them to be able to digest the information in their own way. Um, I have a younger brother and I gave my parents the assignment of telling him because I knew that I would just break down. And I think when you go through this, all the emotions that come to the surface and 
feeling like it's a disappointment or that you're a disappointment, even though you know you're not, it's just the emotions are so tough. And I didn't, I didn't want my brother or my parents to see, to be disappointed. Um, so after we told the news to our families and kind of sent them on our way, on their way, excuse me, we caught up on DVR. And I remember there was a Grey's Anatomy episode that I was watching and it just happened to be about miscarriage. And it is like, it stopped Steve right in his tracks. And he looked at me to just see what is her reaction going to be to this. And I was fine. Surprisingly, I have no clue why, but I think it's been interesting through this process also that certain things trigger me and certain things don't. And it's, it's funny sometimes the things that I get worked up about, but I think it's because I also try and push my emotions so far down sometimes. So I still hosted Thanksgiving. Um, it was great. Just our parents and our siblings, and I was able to take a nap and truly that's where I needed to be. I needed to be around my family with the love and support. It was a great support system and we just all had to go through it together. Um, so Thanksgiving was Thursday. We had a surprise birthday party that we had to go to that Saturday with Steve's aunts and uncles and cousins. And it was a great distraction. It gave me something to get out of bed for, get ready, shower, get dressed. Um, kind of just thrown into the fire. And I think it was good looking back. Um, no one in my family had experienced a miscarriage and I didn't know of any friends. So we were kind of all going through this together. I felt alone, um, but everyone grieves in their own way and there's no manual for a miscarriage. So. I'm very fortunate that I found your podcast. Uh, I found this podcast pretty soon after the miscarriage. Um, I had really been getting into listening to podcasts anyways. I'm always on the road for work and I thought they were a great resource. So I figured there had to be an episode or someone talking about miscarriages. Um, I found Whitney Ports episode on her miscarriage on her podcast and then a couple other episodes about miscarriage but to find a podcast strictly um about miscarriages and life after miscarriage and people's stories like your podcast has been amazing because I think it's been a great way for me to heal and connect with other women without having to talk about it and deal with people's reactions. That's one thing I don't do well with is people's emotions. I think it's part of the reason that I didn't want to tell my friends and family about our situation because I didn't want to see their reactions and kind of deal with their emotions because I had my own emotions. Um, and it was almost like a feeling of guilt that I cause these emotions because it would have been an exciting time for everyone. So for Steve and I, I figured if they didn't know about the pregnancy, why tell them about the miscarriage? And we had not told anyone about our pregnancy. We had told um, our doctors and then 
um, one other person, but we were really telling, telling a lot of people about the pregnancy and miscarriage at the same time, especially our families when we broke the news. Um, and even though I know everyone would have been supportive, I think it's just a way to protect myself and control my emotions. I kind of just hold my cards close. So I returned to work that Monday. I remember everyone at work was asking like, how was your Thanksgiving? And I wasn't planning on telling everyone because like I said, we hadn't told anyone that we were pregnant. Um, but I told some people at work and I broke down. I surprised myself. I thought I'd be able to hold it to get together, but I didn't. Um, I found it actually easier talking to people that I worked with or strangers, people that were a little more separated, found it easier to tell them about the miscarriage than it was my friends and family because friends and family, they were a little more emotionally invested in the pregnancy. Um, but it's crazy when you do talk about it that you realize and you hear firsthand how common it truly is. Um, it's not talked about a lot. And after having a miscarriage, it's truly a secret society that you belong to that no one ever wants to be a part of. Um, so I think that was something that I always had to remind myself is that if I talk openly about it, maybe I'm helping someone else uh, by telling my story. So between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we were really busy. Um, since I was physically fine, I think I had a false sense of well-being. I had had my follow-up procedure. They gave me the thumbs up and they told me we could start trying again. Um, but I knew that I wanted to wait until the new year. We had a lot going on, a lot of distractions. It was kind of like a fake it till you make it uh, mentality on my end. And we were in the process of closing on a house in Maine, which we thought was perfect timing because we we're like, this is great. We're buying a house. It's going to be where we raise our family. And then after the miscarriage, it kind of just became a reminder of what could have been, excuse me, what could have been. Um, we were planning on telling the rest of our family, um, cousins and aunts and uncles around Christmas time. And so the holidays were just gonna be really important to us from now on. Like I said, initially we were planning on telling my, uh, our parents and siblings Thanksgiving, our, the rest of our family was gonna be Christmas and then the baby was gonna be due on the 4th of July. So holidays were gonna be big, but note to self, next time, don't plan things around important dates. Um, so one thing I want to mention is that even though physically I was feeling fine, I had a lot of bloat. I could not get rid of the bloat. I just wanted it gone because it was a reminder of um, like a baby should be in here. So I did go, I went for a lymphatic massage to help with draining. It did help a little, but I remember just being like, this stinks. Like, this is horrible that I feel bloated in a couple, like some clothes, just the bloat looked horrible. I'm like, I even look like I'm pregnant and I'm not, this sucks. Um, but January is when things slowed down for us. It's also when people on Instagram who are due around the same time that we were supposed to be due, 
started announcing that they were pregnant. So there were ultrasound pictures, there were baby bumps, and just so many reminders of what should have been. That was really when, since we weren't that busy, and this Instagram stuff was coming down, I think that's when it really hit me, and I was able to sit with my thoughts and start to grieve. That's when I found myself having a very hard time, and I kept thinking back to what the doctor told me before surgery, like physically you'll be fine. Mentally, it's going to take a lot longer. Um, but even though I was having a harder time, I found myself opening up a tiny bit more about the miscarriage, but people's responses um, kind of hit you differently. Like that everything happens for a reason response gets old real quick. Um, Steve and I, from the beginning, were like, we know everyone's going to say everything happens for a reason. I used to be one to say that all the time. And for our situation, it's like, no, what's the reason? There is no reason that we are no longer pregnant. Like, why would someone even, like, what's the reasoning for that? Um, so that saying kind of hit me a little differently. Um, Steve and I have always been open to other people, like, that we want a family. Uh, we can't wait to have a family. We can't wait to be parents, like that type of thing. It's very clear that a family is what we wanted for our future. But having people ask you, I think I was a little more in tune to people being like, so when are you starting a family? Are you pregnant yet? Um, all those type of comments. And there were so many times when I could have made someone feel uncomfortable or call them out. But I knew they weren't being malicious. It was coming from a good place. It was just kind of like a conversation starter, but you truly never know what someone's going through. And it, you just want to be that person to sometimes make someone else think twice before you say something, because I mean, those words can hit hard. Um, I'm thankful that I was starting to open up, but Steve had been starting to open up more also to telling some of his friends. Um, one of the toughest things is that his best friend is expecting a baby and they are due in the middle of July. Um, they actually waited until they were almost six months pregnant to tell us. They live across the country, so we wouldn't know any differently. Um, we hadn't seen her growing baby bump, but they waited until they were almost six months pregnant to tell us because they were sensitive to what we were going through. Um, and I appreciate that, but that is just a tough thing for me to think about. Like, it stinks. Like, there are two best friends could be raising children together, literally weeks apart. And that's what I think I'm having the biggest um, issue with is just the thinking of what should have been. Um, and you know how it is. It's a roller coaster of emotions. Um, when I see other women, I'm not, not jealous. I'm just sad for me and I'm happy for them in a sense, because I now know that feeling and the excitement of being pregnant. Granted, I might've not been pregnant for long, but still I can't be mad at them for having this great experience or something to look forward to. Um, but it also makes me 
nervous for my next time around. I'm kind of sad because, or not kind of sad, I am sad. Um, in a sense, the miscarriage, I think, kind of ruined my pregnancy experience. And the excitement will be there. But then I'm always just going to be nervous um, because I know what can happen and what did happen to me. It's not like some other woman have have children and then they go through a miscarriage. So they at least have a baby. I don't even have a baby yet. Um, so I think that's kind of like the tough thing that it's hard to wrap my, my head around, but I, I keep thinking about it and I'm very excited for my time, my time to come. Um, my doctor did say that next time they'll do a blood test right away and they'll keep a close watch on my levels. But I mean, still, I just consider myself lucky that I was able to get pregnant naturally and quickly, um, after hearing people's stories about infertility, it's not something that we struggled with our first time. Um, but we'll see. And like I said, I'm ex like very happy and fortunate about the experience I had. I had the option to choose which direction I wanted to go with the miscarriage. And I don't think I would have been strong enough to handle the other options. Um, you know, it's something we deal with every day. I have good days, I have bad days. Some days Steve would come home and I would just be crying. And honestly, they've happened more recently than closer to the, uh, closer to the miscarriage. And with the range of emotions, it's almost like you have to compartmentalize them so you can get through with your day-to-day -day activities. Um, I'm excited to start my family. I'm scared. I think I'm almost ready uh, with the 4th of July coming up, which was going to be our due date. I'm a little on edge because I just don't really know how I'm going to feel, how I'm going to deal with it. Um, really not sure what to do. It's kind of been nice that Corona is going on right now uh, because it's keeping people apart. So we don't have to be with anyone. We can just use the excuse to be by ourselves, but we shall see. Um, I'm lucky to have my husband, to have the marriage that we have. I'm lucky to have the family and support that I have, even though we've kept it very close. But I do want to say, Shelly, to you, thank you so much for your podcast. Um, listening to people share their stories, it's truly helped me with my healing process. And I hope sharing my story that it's a little bit of closure for me um, and hopefully help someone else. Although it's not something that will ever go away and I'll carry it with me. Um, I think it might be a turning of the page in my readiness to kind of take the next steps. And what's so great about your podcast is that it confirms that it's okay to feel however you want about your situation. Everyone deals with these situations differently. Everyone's situation is different. Um, everyone grieves differently. So I think it's important for everyone to just remember that you got to give yourself permission to deal with it how you want to deal with it. 
and deal with it on your own time too. It's kind of your own journey. And I think that's what it is. Like you think of it as a stepping stone. It's not a fun stepping stone, but hopefully it's a good stepping stone in the right direction that all of us will get the families that we want. Um, and I think it's important, Shelly, I know you always ask for advice. What's your one piece of advice? But I think my one piece of advice would be, be kind to yourself. It's tough mentally, physically, emotionally, and just be kind. The body is an amazing thing, but your mind, your mind too is very strong. So that's how we can all get through it together. So that's, that's it. That's kind of my story. That's the first time I've ever said anything in a sense, cover to cover. So it feels, feels good, Shelly. So thank you. Good. Oh, well, I'm so happy that the podcast found you and then you felt the pull to share as well. Um, there's two different routes of healing if you ask me and it's, you know, listening and it's sharing and you have taken advantage of both. So, uh, that's kind of what helped me too. It's just, you know, listening and sharing. So hopefully other people out there feel the pull to share as well. If need be, you guys just reach out. And if somebody wants to reach out to you, where could they do so? Yeah, sure. So if someone wants to reach out to me, I am on Instagram and Facebook, Carissa Achardo. Uh, my Instagram handle or username is K Achardo, my last name, A-C-C-I-A-R-D-O. And you can reach out to me whenever I'm open to it. Awesome. And I'll link that in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for jumping on and sharing with us this morning. Um, it's, it's truly going to like help so many people. So you're really cool for doing it. <laughs> Thanks, Shelly. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck. Keep us posted and we'll chat soon. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.